Hi, I'm Lisa Moore, one of the pastors here at GT Church in Victoria, BC. Welcome to our podcast. All of the content you'll find here is meant to point you to Jesus and to encourage you in your journey wherever you're at. Enjoy the message. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to church. You know, I'm always excited and privileged and honored to be able to share the word, especially when it's in a series that I'm so into. You know, we're in a series called Stories, and in it, we're looking at God stories. And everybody loves a good God story. And a generic God story is really motivating, but a personalized God story, oh, that's the cream of the crop. Uh, When I was 17 years old, uh, my wife invited me to church. Now, we weren't married at the time. It's not Little House on the Prairie. But uh, my, my girlfriend at the time invited me to church. And in fact, what she said to me was, Adam, if we're going to work, if this relationship's actually going to happen, you need to become a Christian. And at, t- at the time, I felt it was a little bit harsh, to be honest with you. But as I look back on it, I realized that the reason why she said that to me is because she had a very real, very vibrant, very honest relationship with Jesus. And to me... I didn't know what that meant. And so she wanted me to experience the same thing she had experienced. Because for her, to be perfectly frank, it was more important for her to have a relationship with God than it was for her to have a relationship with me. So she kind of threw me a bone. and was like, hey, if this is going to work, why don't you come to church? And so I went. I had quite the ultimatum, quite the reason to go. And I went one week, two week, three week, four week, one month, two months, three months. I went there week after week. And it wasn't necessarily a life-changing experience, to be honest with you. But I did find it life-giving. It was very, very captivating. It was a curious experience. I mean, when else in life does the unchurched person gather with a bunch of other adults to sing a song? Uh, Karaoke bars, maybe. Maybe birthdays. But there was something different about church. Something different about the way people sang. Some Sundays I heard people speak in tongues. Some Sundays I, I, I watched as the pastor would speak as though he really believed the words in this book were real. And I listened to him pray as if, he, as if he really believed that God was hearing the prayers that he prayed. And as I watched all these people interact with God, there was something inside of me that was curious, something inside of me that kept drawing me back. And one Sunday, the, the pastor gave an invitation for, for people to give their hearts to Jesus. And at that point, I thought I had nothing to lose. And so I went up, and I invited Jesus into my heart. And I can tell you, everything changed. Everything began to shift. You see, what I love about this series on stories and God's stories is I love the accessibility of them. Because you see, with a God story, it means that humanity has this intersection, this interaction, this moment with, with God, the creator of the universe. And these moments are actually possible. These moments actually are, are far more uh, um, accessible than we often give them credit for. And I love a series on stories because it gives us the opportunity to witness a very tangible and very real and very accessible God. And so I want to call this morning's sermon, The Power of Invitation. And I want to invite you to journey with me as we look at the scriptures and what it means for us to live a lifestyle that curates the possibility for God to interact with our own lives. And the first way I want to look at this with you is the, what I'm going to call um, an invitation to the difficult moments or inviting Jesus into your difficult moments is probably the better way to say it. 
If you invite Jesus into your difficult moments, you create a space for God to show up. I'll illustrate it like this. When uh, I was in school uh, to be a pastor, we lived in Edmonton, Alberta, went to Vanguard College, and, and we got the call to come to Nanaimo, and it was so exciting to be stepping into my first pastoral position as a young youth pastor. And, and we were ecstatic. I was 22 years old, and we were pregnant. And I'll never forget the moment where Shandy came to me and she said, Adam, we're going to have a baby. And, and everything, every emotion you could possibly feel began to bubble out of me. And it was such an exciting experience. And, and we packed up our home and we moved back to Nanaimo and we were introduced to the church. This is Pastor Adam Browett. And I thought, wow, who would have thought? Because that church that I became the pastor, youth pastor at, was the same church seven years before that where I gave my heart to Jesus, or five years before that where I gave my heart to Jesus. And, and, and the story was just so beautiful. And it was so exciting to come back to that church and stand on the stage and say, this is my wife, this is my baby, this is my church. These are my people, and it felt amazing. Till one month goes by, two months goes by, three months goes by, four months goes by, and we find ourselves at the ultrasound clinic getting a picture of our, our little born, our baby to be born. And the ultrasound technician's face drops, and she encourages us to go see our doctor immediately. And with heavy hearts, we drive to the doctor's office, terrified because we didn't know what we were going to hear. But we kind of knew what we were going to hear, but we didn't want to hear it. And he says to us, Adam and Shandy, your baby isn't breathing anymore. And with that, our hearts sunk. And what was supposed to be such a beautiful comeback story of, of us going as a young family to this church became so painful, so awkward, so heavy, so difficult. I didn't feel like much of a Christian in that moment. I didn't, I didn't have hope. I was crushed, absolutely crushed. Can you identify with that feeling? And then I was reminded of the scriptures. And there's this really profound verse found in John chapter 16, verse 33. And it's Jesus talking. And he, and he gives this invitation. He says these words. He says, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. And with a heavy and broken heart, you read these words. You're like, come on, Jesus, get to the goods. Where's this peace from? Because I can't feel it right now. And he says, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. In other translations, it talks about how in this world, we'll have suffering, pain and suffering, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And I remember hearing that verse and thinking to myself, well, that's really great, Jesus, but that doesn't necessarily help me now because right now it's heavy. And yes, philosophically, I understand you've taken, you're gonna, you're, you're, you're big and you're good. And in the future, I'll have a moment with you in heaven, but right now it hurts. Then I was reminded of Matthew chapter 11. And I want to encourage you with this verse. 
Such a beautiful words from, from Jesus, the one who, who created the heavens and the earth. Jesus who says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. It's this invitation into a God moment. And I remember as Shandy and I weeped together, cried together, just felt pain together. I remember praying with her and I remember verses like this and I remember the peace that came from God as we invited him into our difficult moment. It didn't, it didn't solve everything, but it changed everything. And I want to encourage you, if you're looking for God moments in this season, whether it be financial, whether it be physical, whether it be relational, emotional, invite Jesus into your difficult moments because God is far more accessible, far more interested in helping you than, you, than, than it feels like he is in this moment, okay? The next one I wanted to walk with through with you is maybe less intuitive, partly because it's so much less flashy. And what I want to encourage you to do is actually to learn to invite Jesus into your mundane moments. Now, now we had Bronwyn after that baby experience, we had Bronwyn, and then we had Anderson, and, and, and Anderson, he was very colicky, very, very colicky, and all the, all the young parents, all the parents, period, if you've had a colicky baby, you know the struggle, right? And I remember there was one night where I was just so tired, thinking to myself, I don't know how people live on this amount of sleep. And I remember being in there, just trying anything I could to soothe him, and the Holy Spirit speaking to me. As I invited the Holy Spirit, I said, Jesus, I don't know what to do anymore. I just need him to stop. And the Holy Spirit came. And Jesus gave me this peace. And Jesus, Jesus almost trans, it's as if he like transformed the sound of the cry to this sound of worship. And it was in that moment I can feel Jesus with me. And I can sense his peace in that room. And it was so mundane. It was so unglamorous, but it was so real and profound. I can remember several times as a, as a husband having arguments with my spouse and, 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 and spending time in prayer and bringing things back to Jesus and saying, Jesus, help me to see this situation from your perspective. I can picture times where Shandy and I were doing devotions together. And it was this really special moment where, where we were kind of talking and talking about how, okay, if I have the Holy Spirit in me and you have the Holy Spirit in you and God speaks to me and God speaks to you, let's, um, let's see if he can say the same thing. And so we closed our Bibles and we said, Lord, what is a verse that you would have for our marriage for this moment right now? Speak to us individually. And we sat there and we prayed and we turned our old Bibles open James, James. And we went to the same verse. Now, now there are thousands of verses in this, in this book. Now, maybe, maybe it was a coincidence, but in that moment, my, my wife and I were so encouraged. I remember doing devotions um, and praying for a friend's mom. And, and I was sitting there praying, and I was saying, God, God, I don't know why she's on my heart, but God had placed her on my heart. And I just began to pray for her. Then immediately, I had this vision 
And in this vision, I, I, I was in this warehouse and here's his mom and here's me sitting at this boardroom table and we're in this giant like uh, airplane hangar type warehouse. And, and, and I looked up and all I could see were the stars. And it was like I was looking at this galaxy experience. And I was thinking to myself, what is going on here? And in that time in my life, we had just moved to Edmonton. We were there for only a couple years. And I was going through a particularly difficult time at work and, and my heart was heavy and, and here I am just, just kind of going through the motions but really kind of looking for a way out because it was hard. And, and I had this dream and here's me and my friend's mom and we're sitting at this table in this vision and, and all of a sudden I see this words transition begin to just kind of appear right before my eyes. And in my heart, in that moment, I thought, yes, this is God speaking to me. I'm out of here. Ha ha, thank you, Jesus, I'm gone. And then immediately, like the sound of thunder, I heard what I would describe as the audible voice of God say to me, Adam, this is not for you. And I sat there shocked. I sat there, sat there scared sat there in awe, and I dialed up my friend's mom. I started telling my friend what had just happened. And he said, Adam, you, you won't believe this. My mom was praying this morning for a sign as to whether or not she was supposed to resign her church and move to this other church. Your, your, your vision couldn't be any more timely, thank you. And, and I wasn't looking for God moments, I was just reading my Bible. And God shows up in the mundane. I remember going to work one day. I used to work at the mustard seed. And I remember I, I, I went to work and got punched in the face by a girl. And the next day I had somebody throw a, a mug of hot coffee at my face. And, and I went home and I was telling my wife, I was saying, Shandy, this is so hard. I mean, it was a rough neighborhood. I, I literally rode my bike to work one day and somebody chased me to try to steal my bike that I was riding. Like it was sketchy. And I prayed and I said, God, I don't know how to do this, but I need you to show up in my everyday life. And I went to work the next day with this boldness, this, this, this courage. Didn't feel very fancy in the moment, but it felt very, very real. And I want to encourage you to look for God. Invite God into your mundane moments. I'm so encouraged by John chapter 10, verse 10. It says, the thief, thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. This is Jesus talking. And he says, I have come, though, that you may have life and have it to the full. You see, when you invite Jesus into your everyday moments, whether it be your parenting or your marriage or your work or your own personal devotions, if when you invite Jesus into that, God wants to give you a rich, not monetary rich, but rich in terms of quality, rich in terms of depth, rich, rich in terms of substance. Jesus is real and he wants to be a part of your story. The only thing holding him back is your invitation. So Jesus, invite him into your um, mundane moments, but I also want to encourage you to invite Jesus into what I would call your, your less shiny moments. Because it's easy to invite Jesus when we're feeling really Christian. It's easy to invite Jesus into this room. It's easy to invite Jesus into a church service. It's a whole different experience to invite Jesus into your less shiny moments. 
And I remember being at church in Nanaimo. And I love this story. I invited a couple to church. And I was so excited the moment I saw them walk into the building. So excited. And they sat on the other side of the church and I watched them from across the church and, and, and they sat there and they engaged and they, they stood up during worship and they sat down during the preaching. I'm like, wow, they're doing all the right stuff. This is so exciting. And then the pastor got up at the end and, and he gave an, uh, an option, an opportunity to, to respond to the gospel, to, to invite Jesus into your heart. And I watched as the husband stood up and almost ran, like beelined right for the center of the stage. And he stood there with tears in his eyes and his hands out, giving his life to Jesus, inviting Jesus into his heart. And I, and I sat there and just kind of did like the Christian side glance <laughs> over to see if like his wife was coming up. And, and we caught eyes. And I thought, oh no, this is so awkward. And I, and I looked again, and she was walking towards me. And I'm like, oh man, this is so awkward. And, and she came over and she sat right beside me. And I was like, okay, okay, here we go. Well, maybe, maybe I can now lead her to Jesus. And she sat there in the pew next to me. And she says to me, she says, Adam, I don't know what to do. But I've been cheating on my husband. And I feel like I need to tell him. And here I am as this 20-something youth pastor thinking, I'm in over my head. <laughs> and, and, and so here's she sitting beside me. And there's he sitting at the front of the church, giving his heart to Jesus. And he looks over and I, I put my hand on her shoulder because at this point she's got tears pouring out of her eyes. I'm trying to comfort her in some sort of way. He looks back with tears in his eyes after having just given his heart to Jesus, sees me putting my hand on her shoulder and thinks, oh my goodness, she's becoming a Christian too. This is so great. And so he came back almost jumping skipping to me, sitting there in the pew, skipping over to us, excited to say, honey, I just gave my life to Jesus. I'm so excited that you gave your life to Jesus. And he's sitting there with a big smile on his face, tears coming down his eyes, joy everywhere. And he sees her tears aren't so joyous. They're more sorrow-filled. And she looks him in the eyes and says, honey, sit down. And he takes a seat. She says, honey, I've been cheating on you. And I sat in what felt like an eternity waiting for a response from him. In actual reality, it was probably only seconds. And he says to her something I'll never forget. He says, honey, I just gave my life to Jesus. I just became a Christian. I just invited Jesus into my heart. And he forgave me of all my sins. So I think I need to forgive you of all of yours. And boom, the waterworks. She's crying. He's crying. I'm crying. I've never seen the heart of God so tangibly right in front of my eyes in my entire life. And she looks at him and says, if you can do that, then Jesus must be real. And she gave her life to Jesus because she saw Jesus in him. When I look at the scriptures and I look at Ephesians chapter uh, 4, verse 31, it says these words. It says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another. And get this, 
forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. And in that moment, that very less than shiny moment, I saw the heart of God in ways that I could never have possibly imagined. And we all have less than shiny moments. This has been a year full of less than shiny moments, hasn't it? Or maybe your, your, your bright light isn't so bright right now, it's a little dull. If you want a God moment, invite Jesus into those less than shiny parts of your world. Invite Jesus to be involved. Is there maybe somebody you need to forgive? Invite Jesus to help you to be able to forgive. Fourth, I'll close with this one. I, I feel like it, it wraps everything up so, so smoothly and so comfortably. It's found in Philippians chapter four, and it's, it's the Apostle Paul. He wrote this particular portion of scripture, and he talks about the, the secret of contentment. And if I was going to give you a summary statement, I would say this. Invite Jesus into every moment, okay? And, and, and this is why I would say that, because this is what Paul says. He says, I have learned to be content in whatever the circumstance. And so I read that and I think to myself, okay, fill me in, Paul. He says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I know what it's like to be rich. I know what it's like to be poor, I have learned the secret to being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or living in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Who is the him? The him is Jesus. Other translations translate that last verse as, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You see, Jesus isn't just meant to be a part of your prayer life. Jesus isn't meant to be the, the subject of your prayers. Jesus is meant to be the source of your strength. Jesus isn't meant just to be a piece of, the, of your story plot. Authentic Christian living, vibrant, real, life-changing Christian living has Jesus as the main character. So if you're looking for, for more God moments or you're looking to increase the God moments in your personal story, the secret is simple. You need to invite Jesus in. Would you close your eyes with me? I'd love to pray for you. Jesus, I thank you that you're real. And in this moment, I pray for the person on the other side of the screen. Because maybe, maybe they don't know what it is to be a Christian. Or maybe they don't know what it is to have Jesus tangibly and practically impact their real moment everyday life. Father, I pray for God moments. I pray, Lord, that you would open our eyes to what it is that you're doing in the world around us. I pray that you would help us to see you clearly. And I pray for the person on the other side of this screen that very, very specifically in this moment, Holy Spirit, you would give them eyes to see themselves the way you see them and give them eyes to see others the way you see others. Because Jesus, you wanna be more involved than we often give you credit for. We love you, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. You know, if you wanna be a Christian, 
If you want to invite Jesus into your everyday life, you can, you can do so. There's a, a number that'll be popping up on your screen. You can text LIFE to this number, or you can click the raise a hand button on the side of your screen. And one of our volunteers would love to reach out to you. If, you, if, you're, if you're looking to invite Jesus into your heart right now, click that button. We want to walk with you. Um, but to close, I would love to close with this particular quote. I actually wrote it in the back of my Bible. It's right here. It's a quote by a man named D.L. Moody, an old-time preacher from way back in the day. And he says these words, and I, I think I'll read it off the screen if it's here. It says, If we have got the true love of God shed abroad in our hearts, if we've invited Jesus into our heart and we have that personal relationship with him and it's real and it's vibrant and it's there, he says this, we will show it in our lives. We will not have to go up and down the earth proclaiming it, but we will show it in everything we say or do. And that is my prayer for you, church, that in everything that you say and do, you would reflect Jesus that God moments, God stories would be a part of your everyday life, that Jesus himself would show up in the middle of your marriage, the middle of your parenting, the middle of your workplace, that you'd have these profound, authentic, and real God stories to share because God is real, God is here, and he wants to be a part of your life. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.